Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the Socialist Community oh, right. Court. Yes, yes. And, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. and and have we'll have military tribunals because obviously the the um higher people in the courts you know our chief justice she's seen this for sure and i'd like to see her deny it she should be questioned in a military tribunal at least mm. because they've got to hold one for these other for these ones who've signed up that is Auckland lawyer Liz M Lambert on the Liberty Channel Liz tell us what you have in your possession that's something that's been leaked to you I have a declaration in order, and it's um, it's to Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand, uh, with a securities number from the US Securities um, Commission, and the address it's it's been delivered to in one instance is um, number one the terrorists, the National Provident Building, Wellington, New Zealand, and also um, and that's a the address of the Treasury. It was also taken to uh, Government House and it was also taken to the Prime Minister's office. Now, it's leaked because it's not generally known that it even happened. And it is the reason that we've got a very strange situation where suddenly the government seems to be being run by Maori and for Maori. And we are being told that we're not a country called New Zealand, but a country called Aotearoa. And so this is the story of that document. And um, it's got six pages. And the first page um, tells us who the uh, people are who have taken it down to Wellington. Uh, it has, they have a very long name, Te Waka Mangia, Mangia. O na tino rangatira o na hapu o Aotearoa nu tere ni, eighteen thirty-five under the divine authority of Io Matua Te Kore, Declaration, thirteenth December, twenty twenty. Now I'm not going to say all of that again ever. So their name, in short, and they name themselves the Maori Nation. That's M A U R I. The declaration of the 13th of December refers to the last day of the hui that was held at Waitangi um, over three days, starting the 11th of December, 12th of December, and 13th of December. The reason this hui was called was because there was a woman who calls herself Lady Crown that you can find on the internet who was invited to this hui because um, Maori had for a very long time, 
um, considered that they should have at least 50% of the governorship of this country. That basically they, they had been calling on, on the Crown to move aside altogether and um, this woman was to come over and be part of the hui. She couldn't get into, this, into New Zealand because of, of the lockdown because when she tried to use this thing called the Sea Pass, which the listeners um, are probably familiar with, uh, it um, it refers to a almost a well. It's purported to to confer, if you like, ambassadorial rights on on people, so that they can travel anywhere in New Zealand, out of New Zealand, to all sorts of places in the world, like a passport, but better than a passport because you don't have to go through customs if you don't want to. Um, or attempting to sell it to all sorts of people around the country uh, because they obviously believe that um, the government is um, is going to let them take over, which is what the, the, the intent of this document is. So I'll just describe it a bit more and then um, um, you can ask me some more about it, Grant, as we go along if, if you think I'm missing out something. So the first page of the document is a declaration made on behalf of those who attended, um, I'm going to say the Māori Nation, um, assembled at Waitangi and those sovereign people present. And then there's that same thing repeated in Māori, I believe. It's a paragraph of that. Um, And they say that they're the absolute leaders of tribes and societies of Hawaii. Uh, tahu Tahu, and they are assembled at Waitangi uh, to reaffirm the declaration of the authority and leadership of our country, as in you know the whole of New Zealand. The original chiefs of the of the Northern Tribes of Hauraki were the ones who signed the Declaration of Independence, eighteen thirty five, written constitution. Yeah, written constitution. A written constitution, actually, just by the by, is is a set of rules. As far as I can see, the Declaration of Independence, 1835, it doesn't have any um, sets of rules in it. So then uh, they say this action is followed by the gifting of the Karatua Tahi. So the Karatua Tahi, I think, refers to the actual flag itself. At Portsmouth, England, by King William IV to the 13. Māori, and they've spelt it here, M-A-U-R-I, chiefs, on the 22nd of October, 1832. So then they say that, hey, Whakaputanga, 1835, is our written constitution, and that it was made by the chiefs of Hapu and affirmed by King William the Fourth, his parliament, and further ratified by a 21-gun salute from HMS Alligator, and is recognised as standing to this day. So they're saying that the letter that they wrote to King William saying we'd like your um, protection for our fledgling nation is the written constitution. And it was translated and written by um, uh, missionaries in the Bay of Islands. Uh, And it was not um, a constitution. Um, as as people know a constitution. Um, and anyway, there was only 13 
chiefs who who um, sent it off, and um, that only makes um, a little bit of the country theirs. And I think if they'd gone to anybody else, any other chiefs in the country, and said we're, we're claiming the whole done shooting match, then they would have got a short shift. But anyway, so we won't argue about that. That's what they think. So then it, anyway, they got on the 20th of March, 1834, they got a constitutional flag, which is portrayed at the top of the page. And it's the one that a lot of people are familiar with, um, which it's a, actually a maritime flag. And then they say that it must be noted that um, Wakaminginga Kohuirao was founded on the 17th of August 1808 at Okorori as a single held waka. That was supposedly um, where Kohuirao comes from. Now, Kohuirao, uh, you might also remember, was uh, 30 years or so ago, they had a they had a, a political movement that started. And at that stage, the um, there were there had been talks about Maori sovereignty for a long, long time, and people wanted to have it crystallised. And so they had a they had a kind of a roadshow that went around a lot of the country, raised a lot of money, and they had um, they had believed that they should have forty eight seats. I think it was about forty eight seats in Parliament, and um, and that uh, as of right. Um, so not just, you know, standing in each electorate and um, having the or having those four seats um, that at that stage were four seats were assigned to Murray for these um, exclusive right, uh, ex- exclusive use. But they, they believed that um, they had the right to at least um, governorship of half the country. So... They were very well organised. You can find their their um, their video on YouTube, and a woman called um, Mahingarangi Forbes was the front um, leader at that stage. Now you'll you'll see a, a young lady on television these days with the same name. That would be her daughter, um, is my belief. But anyway, she was on TV at that stage, and so she had a high profile. Uh, it got a lot of support amongst Maori, of course, and people all prepared to be candidates, etc. However, at the last moment, I believe they realised they didn't have the numbers um, to actually um, uh, make a, uh, you know, to stand in the electorates. And I think that the Crown probably told them, no, it's not the right time, you're not you know, we're not going to hand, we're not going to let you have half because the crown is the one making the the running in this. It's not um, the crown being the executive um, uh, and the governor general together. It's not the people that we think you know are elected into that we elect into parliament. Well, some of them are the ones who who get to be in in the ministers of. Um, Her Majesty's ministers, by the way, Her Her Majesty referring to Queen Elizabeth II. Right. Uh, They make, they made that decision, right? So I'm not privy to what actually happened in 1981, which was when when they were going to um, put forward a political party. 
um, but it came to nothing. And the Forbes's, um, I'm told reliably, um, were paid off quite a lot of money uh, by the Business Roundtable because Mahingarangi um, or Mary Forbes um, is is married or was married at that stage to a man called Robin Forbes, who was a member of the Business Roundtable. So there was skullduggery back then and uh, far more now. So anyway, they go on on the second half of the um, of the page, and this is page two of six. Uh, the following has come to the attention of the Assembly. The treaty partner, identified as the Crown of England, vacated her obligations and position under Titiriti o Waitangi, that's Treaty of Waitangi, with the unlawful adoption of Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand Corporation in 1986 with the assent of the New Zealand Constitu- Constitution Act, right? Can I stop you there, So, Liz? Yes, sure. So the Her Majesty the Queen in Right of New Zealand is a corporation. Yeah. It's not that's, the Queen in the correct. flesh and blood. That's correct. And yes. this was done... Um, in, in 1986, yes, according to according to um, according to this, and they're probably correct actually. But right. I think that that actually the corporation might have been around quite a long time in different names. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's probably had different names, but anyway, they they were definitely a corporation at in 1986. Right. Uh, there's also a Queen and Right of Australia. Um, corporation as well so the Australians are in the same boat so um, so then, then they say Te Tiriti uh, or Waitangi expired at midnight on the death of Queen Victoria on the 22nd of January 1901 so for okay. 120 so, years we haven't had yeah, a treaty yeah. yeah but they didn't they seem to have known this for quite a long time but didn't have any compunction about making claims to the Waitangi Tribunal mm. based on the fact that they are supposed to be the treaty partner, right? Because they knew, of course, that making claims to the Waitangi Tribunal was a sure way to get lots of money and settlement. Okay. So it's starting so to make they sense. Knew, yeah, they knew about um, – perhaps they hadn't quite got the idea um, – about Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand Corporation, but they certainly knew in 2017 by the look of uh, the next page, but I'll get on to that. Um, so, uh, before we go, um, so in, two, in 1901, because I've, yes. the, I've had a good look at the Treaty of Waitangi and I can't see anywhere it says that this agreement, this treaty, um, mm. is between Victoria and her heirs and Māori. It's just Victoria. That's yeah. what they make. Yes, that's what they make the point. So there's yeah. no, there's no provision for heirs and successors, right. uh, and so yeah, that's the end of it. Right when she died, okay. And then they talk about um, the Pacific Islanders Protection Act, and um, and uh, yeah, they seem to be, um, you know, basically saying it's come to the attention of this uh, of the assembly. But all of this stuff has been debated and talked about for many, many years in these um, in these meetings at Waitangi and, and various hui throughout the country. So, yeah, they, they, they were quite happy with it. 
until uh, it, it came it came to the crunch and it seemed like, oh, the Crown isn't going to play ball anymore because this woman, um, Lady Crown, had been stopped coming into the country for the hui. Yeah, and before that, obviously, something had happened. So right. anyway, then they, we go to the next page. Yep. And using Part 1, Section 5, sorry, yep. titled Demise of the Crown, uh, there was an, an unlawful attempt at transference of the authority of the Crown of England to a corporate entity. So they're correct there. So I won't read the whole thing, but but that's that's the that's the guts of that paragraph. And then they then they talk about a, a more, I guess you would call it evidence that you know something strange was going on. So then they talk about a meeting um, that was occurred on the fourth of February, twenty seventeen. Now. These these meetings that they're, they're talking about in February of each year, they'll be um, to do with discussions that the that the Crown has with um, Maori at um, at Waitangi okay. um, every year. Um, they also have meetings with with Ratana on the twenty fifth of January every year as well. So there's a lot of talk that goes on between the Crown and Maori that we don't we're not privy to. Okay. Um, we're obviously not a treaty partner, but the, it looks like they've never believed they've been a treaty partner for a long time too. But anyway, they're just reassuring themselves. Hmm. And um, so somebody called K K W, and I think the W is. Um, uh, why, uh, wait, um, probably, um, my guess, and this is just a guess that it's uh, of the same family of the co leader of the Maori Party. Why didn't he use his full name on this document? I'm not too sure, but anyway, they, they give the full name of the other person called, yeah. who was Chief Justice Sean Elias, right? Um, Right, and he's talking to her, and and he says to her, "Does the New Zealand Parliament assume its sovereignty by means of a constitution unwritten, an unwritten constitution?" Yeah. And and uh, Sean Elias says yes, and then this person says, "What is your affiliation to Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand?" And and she says, "I am the Queen's Judge." And KW says, the Queen, Her Majesty, the Queen and Right of New Zealand. And Sean Elias says, yes. Right. Okay. Can I stop you there? Um, yeah. When, what, being a lawyer, what does yeah. in right mean? <clears throat> the Queen and Right of New Zealand. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a commercial lawyer, but um, I think it's like a company name. Yeah. So it's not, so they weren't referring to, the Queen Elizabeth herself, the Queen of the UK, no a flesh and blood person. They're referring. No. Elias was referring to a corporation. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So then, so then they say, um, then they make a little explanation and say, uh, Chief Justice Sean Elias has confirmed that the counterfeit Parliament is an imposter has no written constitution and that she herself is appointed and commissioned by this unlawful government. Now, I'd take a little little issue with them there yeah. that it's a counterfeit parliament. It isn't a counterfeit parliament. Those are real flesh and blood people elected by 
New Zealanders, New Zealanders yeah. in that parliament. Yeah. Yeah. What is what is counterfeit is the crown. That they swear allegiance to a person yes. that lives in Buckingham Palace. No, the crown, the crown, the, the, the Queen and Right of New Zealand is a corporation. Yes, I know, but their okay. oath is to a flesh and blood person and her ears. Why do they swear an oath in Parliament? Because they're misled. Right. And they've been misled by the crown for a long time, um, a very long time. Do you think that's why not- parliamentarians go, go in and they swear that oath knowing that it's, you know, knowing that it's baloney and they just swear it? And, and then just do things that are unconstitutional. Well, to get in there, they, have, get, to they have to swear mm. something, although they did a bit of, um, they did some affirming, and I think somebody swore on a, on, a, on a Quran this time, and, you know, there was all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. But, um, but the fact is that the, that the Queen and Right of New Zealand... Is a corporation. <laughs> is, it, yeah, is a corporation, and right. the person who works for that corporation, called the Governor General, is <sighs> is the one that opens and closes Parliament, and signs off all our laws. So nothing could get done without the the Crown, the Crown say so. But now, of course, we've found they found out, you know, the the, the Crown's partner, so called, that it's a company that the might. That it's a company, which mm. and now they're jumping up and down, saying, "So you're nothing. We're go- we're the only real crown. So we should come in and take over." Well, so wouldn't, wouldn't the company just say, "Well, we've got the army and we've got the police. Sorry, we'll just arrest you. We'll just we'll just take it <laughs> take it by force if you won't. You know why don't they do that? So just try. Who, why don't why doesn't this so, corporation? So, just say, you know, which is made up of the people that are running this corporation, what the Prime Minister, the just Chief Justice and the Governor General, why don't they just say, well, you know, too bad. Maybe it is, maybe it yeah. is a counterfeit parliament. Maybe we, we, it is an imposter, but, hey, we're here and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Why don't they just do well, that? Well, that's very interesting because when we get to the last page or the two last pages, we'll find out why they didn't, or we can perhaps surmise why they didn't. Okay. Because they I'll come, let you get back they to come Sorry about that. Story. It's okay. No, no, that's good. They come into the story a little bit later. So here we've got the, the bottom half of page three of six. Then talks about Friday the, the 11th of December 2020. Now, what was happening then, remember I, I talked about this three-day hui that started on the 11th of December, Right. And they were expecting this woman, to this woman lady crown to come over. So then um, there must have been, they must have had a phone call. Then there was um, probably a, another phone call or maybe this person called Alistair Waite that lives in Wellington and he went round and saw Gregory Bourne. Um, that's B-A-U-G-H-E-N. That's the Governor um, General's Secretary? That's the Consulate General Secretary for the oh. Governor General, apparently. Okay. But anyway, I just thought he was the official um, Secretary to the Governor General. And he is the person that, you know, you have to get through to get to the Governor General. Okay. So, so on that date, um, G- Gregory Bourne um, 
who's uh, who's the Governor General Secretary, said to Alistair Waite, according to this, um, and this is Gregory, at this moment, when there are COVID restrictions, there are uh, additional points about whether a traveller has a place assigned to them in one of these managed isolation quarantine facilities. Now, what he's obviously saying to this person is, well, who said, well, why can't Lady Crown come in? She's got a C pass. And then, I mean, the heckles will be raised by people who, who believe in that they're not travellers, that there's something else, um, because he's, she's, he's called her a traveller and um, that this traveller has to have a place assigned to it them, just like ordinary people, just like you and me. Okay, so that was red rag to a bull. It was a red rag to a bull mm. because people had expected with the sea pass that they get special treatment. They thought so they were royalty. Re- yeah, they did. Yep. So then, um, then, the, then the, there must have been an answer back, and then Gregory, we don't get that. But Gregory Bourne then says, "Crown of England was what." was here at the time of the colony in 1840, and there hasn't been the Crown of England for the last generation. So, How long's a generation? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, because we, you know, first they're saying that, that it was after the Queen, um, the Queen died. Mm. You know, Victoria. That's, that's, that's about two generations, isn't it, since then? Yeah, since died. a good two generations. At least two, and yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, so they can't seem to quite make up their mind about when when they weren't a treaty partner anymore. And then Alistair says, well, you're saying that the partner, the 50-50 partner, that the, Engl- that the English crown is no longer here? Have they vacated? And Gregory says, that's true. We wow. no longer have our sovereignty held by the Queen of the United Kingdom. It is held by the Queen of New Zealand. And then Alistair says, who was the Queen of New Zealand? That would be my question. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then Gregory says, Elizabeth, the second Queen of New Zealand. Well, well, it's a mystery, that one. And then Alistair says, okay, perhaps they're looking for her, right? Um, Alistair says, okay, is she the defender of the faith? And uh, it's like a Cinderella story, isn't it? Find, mm-hmm. find out who the glass slipper fits. Then uh, Gregory says, ah, that doesn't apply in New Zealand as we do not have an established religion. So then they give us chapter and verse about the Queen in the UK as a defender of the faith. Um, and if uh, the Queen in right uh, in New- of New Zealand is not the defender of the faith, she is also not the Queen. So she's a different they, entity. Yeah. So there's, I mean, they've they've sort of, you know, got it right that the corporation isn't the queen of the UK, mm. and um and they've established that this queen in in New Zealand called Elizabeth is not Elizabeth II is not the defender of the faith. So she's not the queen either. So then they really established that there is definitely no no royalty in New Zealand and they give us the the, the, the um, coronation oath and then uh, Gregory says there must have been another question 
about, well, what are you then if, if you know, if you're the Governor-General Secretary and she's the Queen's lady, well, what, what are you? And, and Gregory says, well, I'm a public ser- servant, so it's my duty to uphold the legislation of New Zealand. There's probably a question about, well, how, how is it that um, you won't let Lady Crown in? And, and he's just saying, well, you know, everybody has to follow the law that they have to go into a, a quarantine facility. Right. And then, then Alistair asks, do you swear an oath? And Gregory says, no, I haven't sworn an oath, no. Oh, so then we've got the Imperial Laws Application Act 1988, Section 5, Application of the Common Law of England. Now, I don't know why they've put that in there, but it's actually one of the most important things that we have to remember. Um, if people are feeling at this stage, oh, oh, what's going on? You know, where are we going to be going from here? Is law and order going to break down? The answer is no, because we still have the common law. Of England. Um, yeah, because we have accepted it and we are quite happy to use it. And, and that is what a lot of the law, well, everything that's not maritime law hmm. is common law, right? Right. Uh, we don't use maritime law, we use common law. No, yeah, but well, common, common law, keep, common law keeps, uh, keeps our, our society functioning and um, keeps law and order. In the so country. what about all the laws that have been made since um, 1901 in Parliament that might be um, conflict with the British Constitution? The British don't have a constitution either. <laughs> they don't oh, have one either. I thought we had a constitution. No, they have. They're another unwritten one. They don't have one either. Okay. Well, then conflicts with common law. What about all those laws? So that all those laws that have been made in Parliament. It's, it's, yeah, it's a great. It's a great opportunity for us to to go through everything and say, okay, we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need to have four extra seats for Maori um, or how many they've got now, seven. We can do away with all of that because they're not a treaty partner. It brings everybody back to... The common law okay. of England. Yeah. And back to common law. And common law is something that's been developed. It doesn't rely on any particular, um, you know, 1688 or anything like that. It's, they're just reminders of, of, of that we've always gone under Judeo-Christian law, actually, which is um, the Ten Commandments. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so we've still got all of that. It's not, nothing to worry about. In fact, it's a great opportunity because we can sort out all of the rubbish that's been going on. We have to get rid of all of the – we have to get rid of the Waitangi Tribunal. Hmm. We have to get rid of um, – uh, we have to look at the settlements again, see – the apology yeah. money, right. um, you know, that's that's a possibility that um, we get a refund. Um, a lot of that was paid out to to do with, well, you know, you didn't act in good faith, and you were the treaty partner. Well, um, at the time of the settlements, since nineteen seventy five, mm. um, there's a big question. It looks like they weren't the treaty partner then, and a lot of the principles that have been developed by the courts, reliant on that supposed fact, now have to be re-examined. 
Right. Of course they do. So we've got a, a real cleaning of house to come up. Okay. So it's mm. it's good news. Uh, so then they Sp- talk Liz, about the the yes, the yeah. um Tino Rangatira is that this group? No, no. Oh, the, this there group is- are many. There are many many groups that make up this group that that have come under this rubric, if you like. Right. So um, the people, the Maori people that that put this document together. Mm. Let me get this right. They want to continue under um, the common law of England. They want it to be the law, the laws of New Zealand shall continue to be part of the laws of New Zealand. So they want British common law to continue. Common law. Well, it's a little bit un, un, um, it's a little bit unclear because they quote that. Mm. And then um, oh yes, they say then this act does not speak about the laws of New New Terini yeah, yeah. in REM. It mentions the laws of New Zealand in personam as a phrase in a statute cannot call what is non-existent into being. You see, quite frankly, even as a lawyer, I'm thinking, what the hang? You know, sometimes people grab pieces yeah. of, of uh, quotes. Frankenstein's daughter. This document looks like Frankenstein's yeah, daughter. Some of it is really, really, really strange. Oh, hang on, it was the bride, and, wasn't it? Uh, the bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> Just all put together. It's a real shambles. Yeah, some of it is just um, babble, R- yep. really is. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I talk about Section 5 of the Imperial Laws Application Act because um, it suits our situation, and I think it's one one thing that we can we can hold on to and say, okay, let's let's build on the common law from here. Mm. Um, and we, we have to, re, you know, restart and uh, we can make a really good start because I think um, even though these people who put this together are pretty, um, uh, some, of, some of the people at the, who we must have had some really good ideas and really, uh, really wanted um, what was good for New Zealand, as we'll find out on the next page. So, um, but they were hijacked. So then they have, then they say, obviously as a result of all of this, um, we do not recognise the authority of the imposter corporate identity known as Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand as our 1840 treaty partner, nor the recipient of the 1835 Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Now, what that does is they sit on the limb of a tree and they cut it off at the <laughs> where it's hanging on. I know, that's what they've done. At that point. <laughs> they've got the chainsaw <laughs> under their legs. Yes, I'm afraid so. <laughs> so then they say the attached order to the Governor-General, the Chief Justice and the Prime Minister of Her Majesty the Queen and Riot of New Zealand provides instructions pertaining to vaccinations, poisons, and other issues. And this is what I mean. They had, there's, some good, there's some good stuff in here. Okay. The order is addressed to Helen Winkleman, Chief Justice, right. uh, Her Majesty Queen and Right of New Zealand, and the securities number. Now, that's all in, um, that's all in capital letters. So they're recognising the cor- corporate um, nature of it. Right. Not and the Queen the- of England, not Elizabeth. The 96-year-old no, no. queen. 
this is a corporation no. with its office yeah. in, in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So this is the order to them, okay? Mm. Uh, the Queen just gets ignored because um, they're not, she's not their treaty partner anyway. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Patsy Reddy, uh, the Governor-General, and the same thing, and Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister. So Patsy and, Reddy is the Governor-General mm, to a corporation? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's true. That's that's right. correct. And then it's and then it's from Maori um, Nation, and then they say due to the failure of the Office of the Minister of Justice Andrew Little to provide proof of an international maritime contract between ourselves and his foreign offshore private company masquerading as the government of New Zealand confirms that all statutes, maritime, admiralty, jurisdiction and acts of parliament are unlawful. So, you know, they've they've kind of got rid of it all in one stroke. So all of so, it, so the gun licensing and all that, that's all that all goes now goes back to sixteen eighty eight. The Bill of Rights. Yeah well no 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 Well it no, does. No. It says it says that every every New Zealand, every English every British person in sixteen eighty eight Bill of Rights has the right to be to bear arms. Yeah, that's true. But that's that's to do with that comes that's a codification of common law and the right of self-defense. That's where that comes from. Just because you put it into um, you know, some um the Bill of Rights. You know, you attach it, you attach it to a certain date, etc. Mm. If you look at the sources of law, oh, okay. um, you'll common. find you'll find yeah, you'll find it's yeah. common law. Okay. Which, which is based on, it's, it's what's called jurisprudence. Why is a law come into being? Because it's based on a human need. Right. right. Okay. Uh, so the, the three people say, signed this order. So you've got your Chief Justice, Winkleman, yeah. Reddy, Governor-General of, of a corporation, not the Queen, yeah. and Jacinda yeah. Ardern, Prime Minister of a corporation, not the Queen. Yeah. Wow, just that's a name true. that says the Queen. And that's to, that's to yeah. what? To full New Zealanders. Um, that we have a constitution. Well, it fools us that we have a constitutional monarchy, when in actual fact we don't. No. We've got three true. three women here running New Zealand. Yeah. And yeah. and and they are um, uh, chiefs and of a, cor- a company, a corporation. Yeah, that's right. And that doesn't look like they're our public servants either. <laughs> no, no. Because they're not servants to anybody. They're certainly not servants to the Queen and they're not servants to the rest of us. Right. And then Although you've got this bit about Andrew Little. pay their wages, yes. So we're kind of buying the government off them by the sound of it, isn't it? Anyway, anyway, yeah. the... Now, this is an interesting thing due to the failure of the office of the Prime Minister, of the Minister of Justice. They obviously have the idea that if there had been a contract between us, mm-hmm. a maritime contract, yep. that that would have been okay? I'm not too sure. What, what would have been okay? Well, they say due to the failure of the Office of the Minister of Justice, Andrew Little, to provide proof of an international maritime contract oh, between right. ourselves and... So do they mean themselves and the foreign offshore private company? It's hard to say. And it sounds like they've given him an opportunity to prove it and he hasn't been able to. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like there has been discussions with Mm. with Andrew Little. And and what I say about this document is 
the Crown, which Andrew Little is part of, is part of the executive, mm. has obviously been talking to Māori for a very long time about yeah. all of this. Mm. Okay? So then they go on to make these orders that they're, that um, that the acts and acts of parliament are unlawful. So then they say, suspend all authority of the imposter government under the leadership of Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, acting on behalf of her, and there's a corporation again, effective immediately. Cease and desist all activities pertaining to mandatory vaccinations. Cease and desist all activities pertaining to coerced vaccinations. Cease and desist the use of all 1080 and rodeo factorum or something, Poison usage, I don't know what that is. Any pandemic, uh, five, any pandemic or epidemic that is proven to exist is to be managed under inherent rights, customs, usages and practices by whānau and hapu. Okay. Don't know what that's going to do, but mm. anyway. Rescind New, Zealanders, uh, New Zealand's participation in United Nations Agendas 21. I'm liking these marriages. I'm liking these marriages after number six. This is, this is good. Yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. <laughs> Refuse consent to 5G and 6G or other technology rollouts and infrastructure without verified independent confirmation of health and safety. Okay. Eight, Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand Corporation Royal Assent Stamp is rescinded and revoked in its entirety. They are without valid contract and were never granted the right to govern. The power of royal assent is with the Maori nation collective from this day forward. So they run okay. New Zealand. So, yep, that's, that's the order, right? And it so says suspend get... all authority of the imposter government under the leadership of Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. So there's yes, eight clauses right. in this contract. Uh, well, it's not a contract, it's an order. Uh, oh, okay. So the Maori Nation the are ordering. Side, the other, yeah, the other side doesn't get to, to, you know, have a say in it. They're being told you're imposters. Oh, right. I mean, you would do the same, wouldn't you? I mean, if some, if you came home and somebody yep. was in your house, you'd say get out. They saying they were you. You'd yep. say get out and don't come back, and they and you'd call the police probably. But these people didn't call the police. They thought, oh, hang on, we can we can maybe. Just just walk in and, um, you know, they'll walk out. So anyway, the next page is very interesting because it's the signing page. So they yeah. actually agree, they signed this order. The, the government yeah. and the justice and the Governor-General's office signed this? Well, they witnessed the, the, the oh. they witnessed it. The signers of it are... Um, are actually um, people, three people, yeah. one called Alfred James Mitchell. Hang on, and where's he, that person? Uh, he is... Oh, you've so they are, yeah, you've got him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first I'll give, I'll give the listeners a little flavour of it. So we assert the remedy of, of the presumed Her Majesty, the Queen and Right of New Zealand, any and all derivatives appellations and the like, as well as agents, agencies, ministers, police, police commissioner, constables, judges, justice of the peace, regal and vice regal, and all undersecretaries or civilians and any person commissioned by the same 
that the demise of the Queen of England is now dead. We assert and direct that the presumed actors of Her Majesty the Queen and Right of New Zealand Company transfer all functions, duties, powers, authorities, rights, privileges, and dignitaries belonging to the Crown of England and the Crown of the Maori of the Maori Nation M A U R I to the only successor standing, the Crown of the Maori Nation, hereby evident with our autograph and thumbprint. So, basically, so who's the saying, Crown? These three people, Alfred. Well, yeah, the, well, it Hini, says Hini that Fari, it Harua, Harawira, Harawira, Hinefari, Harawira. And it is Hanukkah's sister, from um, what I can make out. Right. Yep. These are the crowns. So, yeah, and um, these are the crown of the crown of the Maori nation. They're going to get all of the support of 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 these people. Hang on. And going, who's this third? To, who, who's this sorry. third person on there, Liz? That's a name the that. Um, oh, an, oh, that person. That's Michael Alexander Stace. Good grief. Right? Yeah, and he's called, and he's not Maori, he's an American. He's called, and he's got lots of different names, um, a.k.a. names, known to um, known to the police, let's say, mm-hmm. and the international police. Okay, so he's, uh, but he's very kindly left his thumbprint all over it, so um, they're going to be very interested. Right. And he's supposed to be the Maori Crown postmaster. Now, in the document, the on the signing page, they have a very strange. Well, they say autograph instead of signature for a start. Okay. Um, so, and they have this sort of language that they write in uh, called postmaster general language. Now, some some it's rather esoteric. But it's not plain English, but if you read English, you can pretty much make out what they're talking about. Hmm. So Alfred James Mitchell in Inns Legis, Ariki Nui uh, Hiru Ika, for Tihapu o Whakamingia Wa o Maniapoto representative, mm-hmm. is the Attorney General, Minister for Security and Defence, Minister for Justice, um, so that's basically, you know, you've got the courts, you've got the Army, Navy and Air Force, um, and one would imagine the um, Treasury. Uh, oh, they all the come under Alfie. Chief. They all Alfie, come under Alfie. Alfie Mitchell yeah. runs, runs that part of New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Confederation of Chiefs of the United Tribes of Aotearoa. Yeah. And the witness is one... And it's all sort of got brackets around it, and you know it doesn't sort of read very um, tenderly on the eyes. But no. of the sovereign, S A S U V comma E R A N dash Maori dash Crown dash Postmaster dash Autograph, okay. live life, uh, claim mm, slash numbers. Yeah, and a string of numbers. So, mm. and then a copyright claim, copy all rights reserved, etc. So that's. And they've signed. got their own seal over on the left next to the thumbprints. They've got a, a seal. Seals. 
and uh, and then uh, Hene Whare only gets to be the Marae Waitangi Marae representative of Nati Rahiri uh, Nati Kawa Hapu. So basically, all of the power goes to um, um, the Postmaster General uh, or the Postmaster Michael Stace and um, this other guy James Alfred um, Alfred James Mitchell. Um, and and we're called Aotearoa, NZ in brackets. Yeah, NZ in brackets. So, so that's all right. And you get to that page, and it could be like, well, yeah, anybody, any, any clown. I've noticed that but, each one of those stamps, which is a seal, hmm. has like the hmm. seal of the Attorney General seal. Then there's the Minister yeah. for Security and Defence seal, and then there's the Minister for yeah. Justice seal. So it looks like Stace yeah. is the Minister for Justice for the Confederation of Chiefs of the United Tribes of New Zealand, of Aotearoa, NZ. Right. Yeah. So, so they want well, to take us back under this 1835 one, but with a bit of a twist to it. Well, I don't know because they sort of have cut the 1835 out of it, I suppose. Although if they're saying they've got a constitution, um, who knows what that is. Possibly it's that thing that's come out that's called Hey Pua Pua, which well, is... Well, the seal, seal has got the um, United Tribes flag and it says established 1835, Aotearoa NZ, on, on each of those seals. Yes, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's right. That's that's where we're supposed to be under we're some sort of maritime flag. Only, um, only we use the British, the English common law. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard to say, you know, with a bit of a with a bit of a native twist by the look of things. Okay. So then we get to the page that I think is most interesting of the whole lot because. Um, on one side, we've got um, we've got Michael Stace signs again, hmm. and these are all on the twenty second of the twelfth. Uh, so it's all done on one day. Then we've got Michelle Jeanette Hood, we've got Paula Ludwiki, we've got someone called um, I can't quite make out that name. Uh, then we've got Tiahine Farikura Kingi, who is, um, and she was. Uh, sidekick to um, the um, to Billy TK, Billy Tikahika in okay. the um, in the what you call it party NZPP party. Yeah, and of course Michael Stace was his sidekick as well. Uh, mm. Michael Stace, if they had got elected, they've got party vote. Then Michael Stace. And uh, known to the police, it was um, with many other names, and um, people like um, Billy TK, and uh, not I don't think um, Tiahine was uh, was a candidate, but um, they'd all been they'd be running the show, you know, jumping up and down like um, the Maori Party is at the moment. Right. So, and we've got somebody called uh, Kum- Kumuroa, somebody Kumuroa, because they've yep. got. You can't quite read it because they've got their thumbprints over the top. Over the somebody, top. Mm. I think so. Vicky O'Dell is the other person, and then um, yeah. we've got the most important, in my view, is how the government has reacted to this. So we've got Anthea Williams, Treasury Solicitor. Right now, she's a real person, and she, she doesn't signed? have a thumb. Yes, she is signed. That's her signature. She signed on the same. Yeah. yeah. 
We've got Gregory Bourne, which was the guy who's the um, uh, the, the Governor General's private secretary, and he signed mm-hmm. and full. And then we've got an initial for the Prime Minister's office of JC. Now, at first glance, it's like, who's JC? But if you know that, that Jacinda Ardern's other name, or name that she seems to be using in this case, is um, Kriski, C-R-I-S, C-R-I-S-C-I is how you spell it. C-R-I-S-C-I. C-I, Kriski. What does that mean? That's a, that's a, that's a family name that um, belongs, could, could be claimed by her father and uncle. Okay. Um, because their father was not um, Jacinda's grandfather. I don't know what his first name was, George, I think, or something like that, Dern. Um, there was um, two, the twins, they are, mm. uh, were, um, were not his children, but they've been brought up as a Dern and they've taken that name. But Krisky is um, uh, also associated with um, a New York crime family. So that's, um, that bears a lot of uh, further investigation. So that's the, um, that's the whole, um, that's the whole document that, that ha- actually hands over our country. Um, to a group of Maoris. Yeah, to, to the Free Maoris, really, isn't it? And, and yeah. an American um, ex-con. Yeah, ex-con or, ex- or would you say convicted criminal? Yeah, he'd be an ex-con because he's, mm. um, you know, as far as I know, he's served his time. I don't think he's on the run, but you know, um, people, um, because you know, of course, our our um, our immigration department must know that what what his situation was when he came in here in two thousand and four was what I heard. Um, you know, it bears looking at. Uh, at that time, um, Leanne Dalziel, Dalziel was the immigration minister. Hmm. It was another Labour government, but yeah, those other people who sign on the following on the final page, basically, from what I can make out, they're either Maori sovereignty um, or um, Labour Party hacks. Okay, but they've all they've all got very um, very high positions um i've done some research but i think that this discussion today um is is shocking enough for people they need Mm. to they need to digest this and then we can we can do more interviews and find out who these who these people are that would do such a a a heinous crime i believe i think i think a couple of questions Mm. a couple of questions uh why do you think jacinda ardern if this is her signature, why did she sign that this looks like what looks like JC PMO, which is by Prime Minister's Office? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you sure it's um, her because it might just be someone in the Prime Minister's Office with the JC. No, well, I'm pretty sure it's her, but um, because of a lot of reasons that I can't, you know, say just now. Okay. But um, <clears throat> but anyway, she will no doubt deny it. Um, completely when it's put to her. So what are they going to say when they see this document? You know, like, like how, how many people do you think have got this document in their position besides us? Uh, 
probably a good a good uh, well they've got they've got a, quite a few copies themselves but mm. we um, on the outside of the circle probably I would say maybe 20 people wow mm. so what are we going now what are you going to do with it that's my next question this document well I, I I want to send the document and the recording to the police okay. And I think it's crime. I think a crime of treason has been committed. Yes, I mm-hmm. have actually. Right. Um, yeah, I have. There's some good, there's some very fine officers who are loyal to the people of this country, hmm. um, in the police force and in the army, of course, as well, because of course the army is a defence force for this country. Yes. It's not a defender of a corporation of of New Zealand, and it's certainly not a defender of traitors. Mm, but then the, the, every police officer and every army, every person in the army signs a yeah, Well, I don't think they, they, would have, they wouldn't the have known that they were swearing an oath of allegiance to a company. Mm, no. No way. So they've, no been, way. they've been hoodwinked. We've all been hoodwinked. Yeah, yeah If this completely. is true, yeah. Yeah. You're pretty confident this is this is a um, you know a real bona fide, yeah, not just a I, hoax, just to get yeah. the truth movement. Uh, yeah, I have, I have, uh, no, I have, I've talked to a, quite a few people who did this, hmm. who are associated with this. I see, and I've also and I've also seen photographs, and I do know that there is video taken by Michael Stace because um, I've I've talked to somebody who was there. Who said he was carrying the camcorder, etc.? Well, they called it a camcorder, I suppose. That's an old-fashioned name for what <laughs> he was carrying. Yeah. But he's taken. He he is a man who will make sure that he's got plenty of blackmail. Um, you know, if if anything happens, mm. there'll be a lot of people that you know he'll be able to to actually blackmail. But the best form of of preventing any of that is to bring it out in the open. Once once it's an what's called an open secret. It's not a secret. Do you think Billy Tikahika so, knows about know, this document? Yes, he, he does. He does. How yes, long has he, he known about this document? Um, I don't know. I I, I would have. Th- I think you see going back to that, that good stuff in it. You've got to think. Well, what if if they've if it is real. Why hasn't all of this vaccination stuff stopped? Exactly. Yeah, that's another. Right. <laughs> that did cross now, Billy Tikahika was at that hui, was at that three day hui, because okay. I've spoken to people. He was definitely there. Was he right. privy to this document before it was delivered on the 22nd December? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he would have, se- he would have seen it. Mm. Um, How come he hasn't said anything about it to the rest of us? <laughs> because. I believe NZPP was a was the controlled opposition. Oh, really? Not most of the people who who were supporters, of course. You know, a few of the people right at the very top, people like Stace. He's, you know, he. You, if you do a bit of looking around, you'll hear. Oh, he's a member of the CIA, and he, he could be anything. Quite frankly, Grant. Hmm. Um, who knows? He could be a double agent. He could be a triple agent. One but, of his names um, sounds a bit Muslim. Definite. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Well, it sounds. Um, yeah, what is it? Mubarak or something? Something name like that? Yeah, yeah. So I like think Palestinian. He's, um, yeah, could be, could be. But um, hmm. I think he's um, uh, his kind of 
cultural background is like Cal- Californian um, gang related, you know, um, oh, nice. Mexican um, or Guatemalan or something like that. There is something of, I can't okay. remember what it is now. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it's probably born in, in California, but you know, like, uh, it looks like the Prime Minister's got links through to um, uh, New York gangsters. Well, there's plenty of gangsters around Las Vegas, et cetera, too, you know. Are we going to get into trouble and, for saying uh, that? And in California. So, you know, there's, there's um, gangs all across the states, hmm. you know, mafia I'm talking about. So once this is out, once we put this podcast out and we, we share it with other truth um, channels, um, mm. what do you think? what do you think these people are going to do? I mean, I'm not the Maori. Well, um, I've been, I've, I've been, you know, like, like um, we know who you are and we know where you live. I've had plenty of that, but um, quite frankly, I believe I'm under God's protection, <laughs> and yeah. they're not going to get, they're not going to get anywhere near me without no. something happening to them. So, you know, um, I'm, I feel okay. I don't feel mm. any, any about that. I would say. Um, watch this space because then it's really up to the it's really up to the New Zealand police to arrest them. Mm. You think they'll just say we're crackpots? Well, I think though it explains a lot, doesn't it? it I mean, does, especially with all this the hospital thing, the health board, the, yeah. you know, and all the stuff that the government's doing, yeah. it, it made no sense. Now it's starting to. Yeah. After and talking to you and seeing this document. Yeah, and um, that, all that, all the things about, you know, that the people, a lot of the people at the Hui obviously wanted to happen. Mm. Nothing has happened. And um, So what happened there? What, what went wrong? Because so we're still going down that track with the vaccinations and, the, and the, yeah, probably yeah. the teenagers. Well, it's, it's, well, traitors are going to try and uh, will always cheat, right? Mm. So I believe that in actual fact there was never it, that that the whole thing and the whole so-called because they never had a policy document um nzpp but they had you know these vague um things that that well they're not vague because they're pretty you know they're pretty solid this is what we don't want to happen this is what don't want to happen stop all of this but it, when you think of it Mm. Rather than the policy document, which should really say, well, we would pass this act and would repeal that one and we would have a budget and blah, 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 and this is how much we'd spend or we'd increase taxes or decrease them or whatever. They just had it basically the same thing that's in this document is what they were saying they wanted um, and also, they were always talking about, he was, um, Billy was always talking about our people, our people. Now, obviously, and people pulled him up about it. And they said, did, yeah, including me. You know, are you, are you Maori sovereignty? No, 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 he'd say. But when you look at this document, you can see basically it's NZPP wish list. And yes, if you've got a wish list that you think is, is you know, Father Christmas is going to bring down the chimney uh, on the 25th of December, no no danger whatsoever, or on the 22nd, as this would be, mm. 22nd of December, then you don't need to any of the details. You just get the ministries that you're taking over, 
You just tell them, okay, now produce something like hey, pua pua, which they had in the in the. Actually, I think from memory, I found out that hey, pua pua was um, a, a lot of it was written by um, Helen Clark's secretary, a woman called Simpson, Heather Simpson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, and of course, um, Jacinda is Helen Clark's protege. Helen Clark was in, about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, was in the UN for eight years in the sustainability secretariat, putting together uh, the agendas. So people only have to go and look at the UN website and look at the sustainability um, secretariat, and they will see that there was no way in the world that Jacinda was ever... Uh, was ever going to go anyway along the path of anything but the UN agenda. So if these mm. people bring an order to Jacinda Ardern and she signs it, or somebody in her office does, but it's her, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, you know, there must be skullduggery. So I believe that it was that was put in there purely to fool the people at the hui. The so order... That, of was what they really wanted. going to happen. That was what was really going okay. to happen. Okay, right. Okay. Mm. But why did they do that? Because they wouldn't, most people at the Hui have wanted, they wanted power. That's, that's true. They mm. wanted power. But they, they wanted it because they wanted they they are like other new zealanders they want a decent society hmm. but they just thought they've been brainwashed into this idea that we can only get it if we if we become like we adopt maori culture but that's a ridiculous idea i'm saying because all of the you know all of the um all of the stuff that they see as wrong would certainly not be be fixed by, um, you know, but going back to what what happened in in eighteen thirty five. If you're going to go back to eighteen thirty five and say we you know we were the chiefs and we and and this is structure they have in mind is that um, basically there are no elections. Because they're hereditary. It's a king, a king yeah, kingdom. Yeah. yeah, it's a kingdom. How do we so, stop this? So, Who's going to stop it? <laughs> we are going to stop it. How? Our, our, our police are going to arrest these people and uh, put them in jail. And we're going to have a. And I think the military must take over for a while, hmm. and and have we'll have military tribunals because obviously the the um high up people in the courts, you know, our Chief Justice, she's seen this for sure. And I'd like to see her deny it. She should be questioned in a military tribunal at least Mm. because they've got to hold one for these other, for these ones who have signed up, you know. Well, I didn't hear this on on the news. No, you won't hear it on the news, not the Mm. nine o'clock news. (laughs) So are you absolutely convinced that the signatures on this, like Gregory Bourne, that's oh, really yes. his signature. And, Absolutely. And that he is, I, he is. I've, I've been 
I've been talking, you know. Now, now this guy Mitchell, right, is complaining that the, you know, we're not getting the, um, we're not getting the, um, you know, what was all promised about the 1080, et cetera. He lives down in um, Nelson somewhere. So, you know, we're pretty hot on the 1080 question. Yeah. And um, he's complaining on Facebook. They have all of these conversations. I've got threads. I've, kept, I've recorded tons of threads of them, you know, talking about how, how there's been, how they've been betrayed. How they've you know been betrayed by iwi leaders, or or they can't quite decide who they've been betrayed by, um, you know, kupapa is it kupapa, the the name for it, a traitor. Okay. I always get mixed up with kupapa is I think um, uh, you know a plan, and 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 the other one is is a traitor. But anyway, people who've who've sided with the crown in the past were called, you know, especially at the time of um, the rebellions, um, uh, they and they fought in the Crown's militia. Um, you know, they fought on the side of the Crown. They were mm. always, um, you know, scorned and, you know, by, by the Maori um, radicals at that time and the people who, who have continued to keep up those traditions and those memories and those fights and, and now completely, um, you know, the history has been completely rewritten. Yeah. Um, and and the Crown has encouraged them right from day one, Grant, right from day one. This was always the, the, So if this is true, though, it's not the Crown, it, well, it's uh, just a name of a corporation that's been encouraging No, them. but I mean, at, at the time of Queen Victoria mm. and the time of um, probably at the time of William IV, they have the they have they have um, prophecies and they have you know um, and they have stuff out of the out of the Old Testament and everything and and they have you know all of their witchy poos <laughs> <laughs> you know decided that that Maori were the were the chosen people really? and and that New Zealand had to be taken over by them and run you know by the chiefs. Who were supposed to be descended from, you know, from gods and everything, um, and and gods on earth. You know, they they're complete pagans. They're complete blasphemers. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> getting back to this document, yes. Um, most of the pages, the front page included, has um, the United Tribes flag. Yes, um, and a seal. Of, and a seal, and. Hmm. But the one that's got the justice and um, Jacinda Ardern's office and the Governor General's office, uh, yeah. that doesn't have, this just looks like a piece of paper without. Yeah, but if you look at. This is six of six. So this is another at, piece of paper. See the way it, that it's put together. Mm. It would have been that, that back page would have sat with its face outwards and you see that see how the way it's been it's been folded over mm. you say, no what what happens is you put a hole through mm -hmm. and you um oh yeah and you thread a ribbon through and you put a gold seal over it that's gold actually and when when you see it in color okay so that's what that, that goes right color. through yeah. 
just so, the entire so document. So that shows you that they are the entire document. That is okay. that is definitely part of the document. Right, with you. Yeah. Okay, so um, right. So what's the next step now that 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 you you're speaking about this? Right. Well, um, as I say, it's been. I've had the documents since since December, and um, I've tried to to speak to these people and say to them, you know, which people, the people on, on the, the, our side, yeah, the people, yeah, and say, listen, this is this is treason, mm. you know, stop, confess, basically, mm. but they won't, they won't, and and they must be, they must be you know, very happy now because they're getting, that basically they're blackmailing um, the government. They are. They're holding them to ransom because the government yeah. are um, an imposter government according to this document. Yeah, yeah well, of, of course, obviously the people who's, who, um, who signed off, we don't know how many um, actually know that this has actually happened. But if if you're not if you're not in the executive, you're not privy to what's going on really. And you you, mm. you know they they just get the, the ministries just take their orders from their ministers. Why would um, the um, Anthea Williams, Jacinda Ardern, or someone in her office, Gregory Ball, the Governor mm. General's office? Why would they sign this? Like, why do they put their name and thumbprints well, down? Yeah. Well, Jacinda is going to the UN. That's her promised um, cincture, I should think. Um, and um, Gregory, well, he's he's out of a job anyway because I mean, Maori had were, were determined um, that this, you know, they they weren't going to keep quiet about it. So I would I would think money. Um, that woman, um, Anthea Williams, I've done mm. quite a lot of research into her. Treasury solicitor. Um, yeah, she's a globalist through and through. She used to work for. Um, she sorry, she went to um, she went to university in Victoria in the first instance, mm. and then um, Victoria and Wellington or Victoria Australia. Yeah, Victoria, sorry, Victoria Wellington. Yeah. And um, and she's written a number of papers, and she went to um, she got her. I think she's a she's a lawyer, obviously, but mm. it's more to do with public policy law. Yeah. And um, she was in um, Toronto back in I think it must have been about two thousand and three, and they and wrote a paper or. She, Yes, because she was at the University of Toronto at some stage. But she wrote a paper about the SARS um, scare, or it wasn't really an epidemic, but they thought it might be. And they did some sort of dry run in in Toronto and closed because they have a lot of people coming in from China there mm. and uh, closed the airport and closed, um, you know, for a, for a week or so. And she wrote a paper with another woman about, um, how they um, they were looking at how much it cost. Basically, they were looking at you know the cost benefit analysis really by the look of things. Um, you can read the paper online. It's called a tale of uh, it's not called a tale of two cities. It's called a tale of Toronto. I think a tale, a tale of, Toronto. of Toronto. Okay, we'll look that up. Yeah, I think it's. But anyway, if you if you look under Anthea Williams and and okay. um, I've heard that name all of that quite a bit. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
But 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 another interesting thing is she was she's also a member of, and I guess she's probably spent a summer over in um, a college, one of the colleges at Oxford University in the UK, hmm. uh, called the Said Business. Oh, I can't remember its full name. You can find that too on probably on her LinkedIn page. Said sounds but, sounds Muslim. Syed, yeah, yeah, and this guy, yeah, he's he's Muslim, hmm. and uh, he was uh, implicated, or well, I don't know if he ever was sent to jail. It was probably quite legal. He's an arms dealer, okay. and uh, he's the big he's the big patron of this school, um, school or college or whatever you want to call it, hmm. and um, and uh, he's an arms dealer, and he. Um, he was in the arms for oil um, deal that went on. Is, is it Iran? Which was the which country was it that they, um, you know, it was weapons? They were looking for weapons of mass destruction uh, in Iraq. Iraq, yeah. So mm. he he was implicated in that oil. Well, as I say, mm. probably not implicated. It's probably quite open um, mm. because it, you know they put it on on Wikipedia, um, and nobody um, put, takes it away. But um, And that was at the time, of course, that Jacinda was um, playing policy advice to Blair. So, um, yeah, it's, um, they all know each other. You know, it's, it's nasty stuff. So where, where was I going with this? Who were the people and why would they have signed it? Because mm. of money and, and power and position, you know, they they don't care. They thought that it was all going to be all right because they never thought that this would be leaked. And they, they were thinking we were just going to take, um, oh, well, it's better for us if we, if we give up being Pākehā and become Māori and everything will be hunky-dory. So if you didn't send this off to the police or the military or whoever, um, hmm. would, would, it, would Anthea Williams and Jacinda Ardern and Gregory Vaughan, would they all just carry on? Yeah, I believe they would. I mean, the the the, the election was the election was um, a farce. Mm. Um, this another we should probably do another program about why it actually was an illegal election in the first place. It needs to be audited, um, not just a yeah, recount. Well, but not only yeah, but I mean, you know, it's it was it was wrong from the from the get go because of um, the the. Governor General, of course, issued the writ. You can't get even. You can't even get the process oh, started without the Governor General, you know, oh, issuing the writ. Mm. And and I have proof that she actually knew that that her position was known um, because I wrote to her on the twelfth. Okay, and to she issued really. the writ on the thirteenth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Working out her position. We're speaking with Liz M. Lambert, an Auckland lawyer, and um, Liz has um, had is just telling us about this document that's been um, signed uh, by the members of um, the Judiciary, the Ardern Office, and the Governor-General's Office with the Māori Nation, M-A-U-R-I. And, um, and it looks as though New Zealand is not... Um, doesn't belong to us anymore. It belongs to this group of Māori, according to this document. And is it too late, Liz? No, definitely not. 
<laughs> We've so, only just begun. <laughs> so, um, if this but if this document is like if they what if they're holding the government to ransom, what, what how are they holding the the government or crown or corporation or whatever it is we have now? How are they holding them to ransom just because of this document? Well, because money, right? They've got control of the treasury. Obviously, the hundred and fifty million that was pay, paid off to oh, yeah. Napui. Yeah, that all makes sense. Uh, have got their finger in this pie really deep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They put in their thumb and they pulled out the plum of 150 million. <laughs> so you say the because, police need to be involved. And so that that really well, they they um they enforce um their authority at the point of a gun, don't they? At the end well, of the day. If they don't come. If they, if they don't come uh, peacefully, I guess mm, that, they will. That's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, it's at the point of a gun. Yeah. So yes. Um, yes, that's the only way we're going to stop these people is for our police to um, arrest them all. Yeah, because I don't think that, uh, for example, the, the security people, they have their own security people. And you, we, we can't be having citizens arrest even though we'd like to. Mm. Um because, you know, you get involved in pushing and shoving and you might end up with an assault charge and nobody mm. wants to do that. No. But she's so not going police. to come, she's not going to come except if the police go and get her yeah. or, you know, the three of them, mm. whoever it is, yeah. Okay. And what about the, the, the Murray Nation people that signed us with? Do they need to be arrested as well? well or is it just, is it just well, on our side? It's, the, um... it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. Um I think there's probably charges for um, extortion. Yeah. I think Napui um, are probably the people in Napui who who can be, um, you know, looked at pretty closely. Mm. There should be a, um, you know, the police should look at extortion. Um, there are many people, um, I mean, it's addressed to Helen Winkleman as well. It's addressed to Patsy Reddy. Mm. Um, is she going to deny that she anything about it? Is Reddy going to deny any, anything? I, I wonder about that. Certainly need to be um, brought in for questioning. Mm. Okay. Andrew um, Little. Andrew Little needs to be brought into questioning. Definitely, because it he sounds like he, he's privy to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. It does. And, of course, these people, Alistair Waite, yeah. needs to be brought in and questioned. Mm. Anybody who's mentioned on here, these these other 10 people who've, um, who've sorry, not 10 people, eight of them or something, mm. um, Dell and, um, and Hood, and, of course, Stace and Ludwiki, and uh, this other person. But, you know, I mean, you get one of them, and and you know, no honor among thieves. Hmm. Right. one, and um, and uh, I think we'll we'll see. You know, the whole pack of cards, the whole castle falling. What's it? Game of Thrones, isn't it? You're Our listening to Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're listening to Liberty NZ. I'm Grant Edwards, and we're speaking with Auckland lawyer Liz M. Lambert. Liz is available on Facebook. You can message her if you've got questions about, um, uh, well, about your employer uh, wanting you to have a vaccine. You're working on that, aren't you, Liz? 
yeah, I'm working on lots of things. Right you now. are, you are. And, um, okay, so um, we will watch this with interest. Uh, well, we will hear. And so um, you're sending this to the police. When do you think you'll send this document off to the police? Um, well, I'd like to send it with a recording, obviously. Okay. Because I think that explains it really well. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, probably Monday now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for for um, bringing this to our attention. I think it's um, brave of you. And oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. So, um, um, oh, what can you say? Oh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say about this. I'm just shocked, eh? Yeah, it is shocking. It is shocking. Um, and but I, I kind of expect it every day for you know someone to wake up and you know and, and um, something to something to happen. So suddenly, you know, it would become obvious that there was something strange going on. That some of these people at at the Hui would have started to rattle the their leaders' cages or something and. Do, you do know, you there think, would have been a crack in the ranks, but I think the money is is soothed. You know, I think that hundred and fifty million went a long way, and then there's all these promises of more and more and more money. You know, oh, you mean to the, the media? Yeah, and there was yeah. a handover to um, oh, the media. The mainstream media won't won't touch it with a barge pole. Mm. But, what about um, opposition? What about the national want party? It, they'll want it now. They'll want it now, Grah. <laughs> what about the national party? What Simon Bridges and and um. Um, yeah. What's her name? <laughs> oh, Helen. Oh, sorry, <laughs> the one that was leader of the National yeah, Party. Why is, why is her name Judith gone? Judith Collins. Yeah. yeah, Judith. Yeah. Would, would yeah, she, well, Judith Collins know about this? probably. Um, I, should, I should send her uh, a copy of, um, of the recording, shouldn't I? Or you should. <laughs> mm. I, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that, that National hasn't got um, you know, isn't implicated in, you know, the fact that because every prime minister must have known that was something very strange, or you know, perhaps they just think about this and that, and, and not so, really about the yeah. why and the wherefore. Well, that means that, um, that we're run by a deep state. Yeah, that's we don't know true. who these people are. Mm. But there's been a Maori deep state for a very long time. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because they've been holding hands with the with the crown and you know um the crown what's the crown again? <laughs> the crown the crown let's see it's it's there's a constitutional lawyer called Joseph um something Joseph Joseph was I can't remember what his first name was. Anyway, he's very famous and he writes textbooks about this right. There's a whole volume well, that was Liz Lambert, Liz M. Lambert. She's available on Facebook if you want to message her about anything. Uh, she's a lawyer and uh, she has a degree in politics and a degree in law. You're listening to Liberty NZ. I'm Grant Edwards. You want to know about the Crown? Well, Grant. Yes, indeed. Um, there is a professor, Josephs, who's written a whole textbook about it and he's supposed to be the authority. When you go in, into the chapter about what is the crown, you come out completely at a loss hmm. because he doesn't seem to know. And if you ask <laughs> um, 
<laughs> if you ask most lawyers who've done public law, they are they don't like talking about it, do they? No, they don't. And um, it's one of those most mysterious um, subjects. Yeah, uh, more mysterious than most legal fictions. But um, you can you can define it by what it's not. It's not Parliament. No. Right. Yeah. It's not the people we elect. Although some of the people we elect um, go to the Governor General, who is a part of the Crown, and ask her or him if they are allowed to form a government, right? Right. So traditionally that has been um, the leader of the party who's won most votes and um, the you know, the the people who are up on there. It didn't used to be a party list, so it, it must have been some sort of internal meetings that they have. There's a whole lot of conventions in, in Parliament and um, about how they choose um, members of the Cabinet. So members of the Cabinet, headed by the Prime Minister, who, they, mm. who they've decided the leader of the party is usually the Prime Minister as well. I mean, none of these things have to happen, but the, these just go by, you know, this is this is how we'll do it. Convention. Yeah. So the, the head of the party becomes the prime minister and then they choose um, people out of their party to be um, ministers of Her Majesty's government. So we're getting to, we're getting to the nub of it when we start to look at the wording because... The person that you have to go to to form a government is the Queen's representative. And when you've got that permission, you form her government, okay? You're, in this case, Queen Elizabeth's government or his government if it happened to be a king, right? His, Maj his Majesty's or her Majesty's government, right? So the government doesn't belong to the to the um, people of New Zealand. It's not the New Zealand government. It's the government um, permitted to the people of New Zealand by the Queen of England or the King of England. That's what I thought. Right. Yeah. And the opposition is um, is called Her Majesty's, um, I think, is it loyal? Yeah, it is loyal. Her Majesty's loyal opposition. So even, even the people who aren't in, yep. aren't called the crown, yep. have a responsibility to the Queen of England or mm. the King of England. Yeah, even the opposition so party have to swear an oath to go yeah. into Parliament. Yeah. yeah, the opposition. So you've got to mm. have an opposition. Mm. Or, you know, so it doesn't look like a tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but um, and then, and then those... So the Queen, the Queen of England controls, or the, the Sovereign in England controls the whole whole show, <clears throat> basically. In 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 reality, because you can't you can't have a government. Um, you might elect a government, but you can't. We elect people. You can elect representatives. Now, what is what is um, stands out in all of this is there um, there is a potential, of course that we can have governance without the, the crown, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't have 
political parties. We just have representatives, right? Because political parties then get into gangs, and and the and the strongest gang gets to go to the queen or the king and say, "Can we form a government?" Mm -hmm. So you've got to get political parties out of the mix. So the political parties they they just we, can, can manipulate the media into convincing us to vote for them. Yes, well, I mean, when there's no when there's no crown, when there's no queen in England or company in this case hmm. telling us how we should do everything and signing off <clears throat> signing off the rules you know by the CE I guess what would you call the governor general she's the CEO a, well it's kind of a fantasy really manager. Isn't it? it's like <laughs> it's like Shop yeah, manager. yeah it's it, it's weird yeah it's really weird um, when you think of it this way so, um, yes, we're quite capable, and I, in the letter I wrote to the Governor-General on, on the 12th of September, the day before, um, she, she issued the writ for, for the election to start. I pointed out to her that, you know, we've, been, we've had the wool pulled over our eyes, especially um, in relation to that, um, the Queen and Right of New Zealand, the company, in that it holds securities but securities are a name for big mortgages if you like so yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> if, if you've you can securitize it's, it's just another word for mortgage yeah so what Borrowed they've money. done they've mortgaged, yeah well they've mortgage yeah but the mortgage um, the, the security for the for the money is actually the land of New Zealand or yes. the crown land yeah conservation land etc right okay. yeah so so what I was pointing out to the Governor General on the on the when I wrote to her was this is not on. Um, we the people of New Zealand have never been because there's an act of parliament that was is um, still valid, of course. Um, 1953 was the year the Queen was um, coronated, mm. Queen Elizabeth II. And um, they've got, uh, it's some, I can't remember the name of it, I'd have to find it on the document I wrote to the Governor-General, but um, <clears throat> it, um, it points out that, that we, you know, the people, that the land, you know, this is our sustenance, this land, and we've never been asked, can we put mortgages on this land and can we hand it over to a foreign power Mm. If we can't pay the money back, so so you know, um, people need not worry though because it's, it's for a start. They never had, obviously, um, since um, the death of Queen Victoria. Uh, for a long time. They have that, you know. They haven't. They say in 1986, but it, you know, my investigations say that the that the whole thing right from 1840 was um, in terms of having authority over actual land, uh, they had none. Oh, okay. They had none. So, um, so all these titles they're selling so are just a, just a, what, what would you call those, a fiction? Their pieces of, their chattel paper is, is one way of describing them mm. because they're, they're a, a form of paper, paperwork that, um, that transfers money from one person to another, mm. you know, or 
gives assurances that money will be paid or there's all sorts of ways to to describe them but but the land itself Mm. they've put in real danger you know well they've put all of us in real danger but I was writing as as part of a a claimant to um, a piece of land that we've taken by a lodial title anyway and say and what I was saying to the governor was you know you've built up a huge debt over this at the time of this lockdown, I don't think you're going to put put any, um, you know, if you if you put any um, uh, mortgage over that land, which I it's come to my notice that they have, don't think that you're going to let anybody take it because we ne- we never agreed to it and we never knew, and so it, it's fraud. They they have been fraudulent. So, so that's that what means I'm saying, all you know, the crown land, <clears throat> the people of New Zealand should take all of the crown land in a, a, a lodial title. Yeah, yeah, and then we can, then we can, then we can assure ourselves that we know what's going on with it because mm. it'll be, it'll be our names that are on it, not the so-called crown, because that's whose name is on it at the moment. So this so-called crown, um, let me just get this right because I sort of got a bit lost. So it's not it's not a physical person. It's not mm. the queen. It's it's a company. No. No. Yeah. It's a company. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right, and so the governor the general is the governor even general of a company. company. Is even right? It's called Crown Law. Oh, that's a company. Yeah. Incorporated so, Crown Law. Crown Law is. Is part is is the law firm for the crown. Okay, and and they and they and they. What about Lady they, Crown? Um, when, we want, when we want to get some some right heard, right? The crown the crown lawyers always oppose us. This is why it's so darn hard to get any any justice within the public law system, because we've been arguing with a company that. It's not there for our benefit. It's there to make profits make, for make, its foreign owners. Make money and trade globally, internationally. Yeah, yeah. So where yeah, does Lady Crown fit in all pay. this? What, what about poor old Lady Crown? Oh, oh, I don't know. She's got she's got the tattoos and everything. Oh, Be body desecration. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she might still be in Australia. I think. Okay. I Does she have a barcode on her chin as well? <laughs> like the other one? You want me to cut this is. out because it does sound you know, a bit racist, don't you think, Liz? It does. It does. We will we'll cut that bit out. Cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm becoming a racist. Never I, used to be. Uh, look, I was, I was so, um, you know, I was so g- not gung-ho. I was never... Um, I was never arguing for for um, unfair causes or anything like that, but no. I was totally convinced. Yeah, yeah, that you know there'd been a wrong done, and yeah, they were entitled. And, and do you think there has and been I a wrong done? Um, in a lot of cases, um, yeah. a right has been done, and it's been overdone. Um, Overdone or over? Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Put right, but overdone. When, when uh, 
Where have you? Have you gone to the, the wash house or something? You're not in the bedroom anymore. Yeah, back again. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what, what was the, you talked about Lady Crown and then. But um, has, has a wrong been done? Um, yeah, has a wrong been I done? I don't think so in a lot of cases. Hmm. In terms of land, um, like we were talking about the um, large purchase of the New Zealand, uh, by the New Zealand company that then basically was recompensed for it mm. by, um, by, the, by the, the colonial office. Yeah, it was a settler government at that stage. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a settler because they hadn't brought the settlers in at that stage, but it's A1840. Yeah. Um, and the New Zealand Company was bankrupted in 1847, the, wasn't it? 1847, yeah. Yeah, they did, they did do something like that. But I think in what's called the New Zealand Company from C-O-M-P-A-N-Y. Well, it looks like we, we've lost you there, Liz. Uh, my name is Grant Edwards. You're listening to Liberty NZ on Podbean. We were discussing with Liz uh, a document that was leaked to Liz uh, around about the uh, end of last year, 2020, um, and it was put together at Waitangi and taken, hand-delivered to Wellington to the um, uh, Justice, uh, what do you call it, Chief Justice, what would that be, Winkleman, what's she, is she... Solicitor Justice, or oh, I don't know what she's called, Chief Solicitor or something, I don't know, uh, and the Governor General, and um, who else, and Jacinda Ardern, they've all sort of uh, witnessed this document, and it was an order uh, ordering the government to do certain things, and some of the things were actually quite good. But the scary thing is, uh, if this is a genuine document, and uh, Liz certainly believes that it is, uh, is that the uh, Maori nation have a lot more control over New Zealand uh, than we realise, and that would probably explain why the government is doing what they're doing, uh, appeasing Māori at the moment, and uh, doing all these things that you would think were absolutely crazy. And it's because possibly um, that uh, they that Māori actually have the government over a barrel.